Now, making his way to the podcast studio all the way from Sacramento, California, he eats, sleeps, and breathes pro wrestling. He is the best self-proclaimed pro wrestling analyst in the world. Wrestling is still real to him, and he is here to keep good wrestling alive. He is the host of Snug Wrestling Podcast, the one, the only, Edgar Avila. The TKO merger is in full effect, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if it's just me, but ever since WWE closed this Endeavor deal and they merged with the UFC, these wrestling shows have gotten a lot more enjoyable. And we're going to be talking about that today because this Monday Night Raw was really good, I thought, and we're going to be talking about that. We had a couple Raw debuts here on this episode of Monday Night Raw, and we're getting a little bit closer to finding out who is going going to be the one to go over to SmackDown from Monday Night Raw. There was a couple mentions of this throughout the show. The feud between Tommaso Ciampa and Imperium seems to be heating up and that is also said to be a really good feud that I'm looking forward to. And we also got some news to go over. All of that and much more here today on episode number 59 of Snug Wrestling Podcast. Thank you guys for joining me. My name is Edgar, your host of Snug Wrestling Podcast. And you can find me on social Social media everywhere and anywhere at Snug Wrestling. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share, and all that good stuff. News time, bitches. Let's get into some news. The former TBS champion from AEW, Jade Cargill, has officially signed with the WWE in a multi-year contract. Now, it wasn't specified how many years, but it does say multi-year. So we're going to be seeing Jade Cargill in WWE for quite some time. Jade Cargill is the longest reigning TBS champion over there in AEW and held the TBS championship for over 500 days. But it is official now. Jade Cargill is is now a WWE superstar announced by Triple H himself and not that long ago Jade Cargill was on AEW TV it was just a couple weeks ago maybe two or three weeks ago and just like that Jade Cargill has jumped ships rumors have been going around about Jade Cargill's role but it's unclear of what her destination is going to be is Jade Cargill going to go to the main roster or the NXT what do you guys think the best move would be as far as Jade Cargill goes I know I would like to see Jade Cargill go straight to the main roster. Jade Cargill found success in AEW in a short period of time and went 61-2 and in her overall AEW record. So I'm willing to bet she, she being Jade Cargill, will find success in the WWE as well. In other news, The Rock, he is rumored to make his in-ring return next year in 2024, but it won't be at WrestleMania like one would assume. It is being said that The Rock 
Rock will be at the wrestling event that was just announced in Australia, the Elimination Chamber, that is going to be taking place on February 24th, 2024 at the Optus Stadium in Perth, Western Australia. The Rock's last match, official match, I should say, was at WrestleMania 29 in 2013 versus John Cena. That has been over 10 years ago since The Rock has been in the ring officially in a match. Over time, The Rock has done a couple more appearances. His last one was in October 2019 with Becky Lynch and Baron Corbin. Now, this was just a segment. It was not an official match. And then the most recent one was, of course, the one that we all saw on Friday Night SmackDown a couple weeks ago where The Rock showed up randomly in in Denver, Colorado with Austin Theory and Pat McAfee. Now, it's unclear about what WWE has planned for The Rock as they're still having meetings with The Rock about future creative ideas. This event that's going to take place in Australia would be TKO's first large-scale international event, and it looks like they're trying to go as big as possible. That's what she said. I like where TKO is going with the company, the WWE, because the product is getting really good, I think. That's it. That's all I had for news for today. Let's get into the fun stuff. Monday Night Raw, September 25th. The show opens up with Cody Rhodes, and this guy is so fucking cool. My list of top three things in the whole entire world consists of my wife, my kids, and seeing Cody Rhodes. And Cody Rhodes cuts a nice babyface promo where he says, I'm just gonna cut to the chase. And the subject is main event Jay Uso. My first thought was, please don't get interrupted again. This would be the third week in a row that Cody Rhodes is trying to talk about Jay Uso and maybe even talk about who is going to be the person to go from Raw to SmackDown. And Cody Rhodes also mentions, we're not at the bottom of the third inning anymore, boys. Referring back to Paul Heyman's comments from the press conference at SummerSlam, where Paul Heyman said, we're just figuring this stuff out. We haven't even hit the stride yet. So Cody Rhodes referencing Roman Reigns here. So we might be seeing Cody Rhodes going to SmackDown finally. At least Cody Rhodes, that's what people think that he's teasing here in this promo and Cody Rhodes did get interrupted because it's WWE and because it's Monday Night Raw that's how usually these things go but at least this time Cody Rhodes got to talk for at least 30 seconds before he got interrupted by the Judgment Day and it's Dominic Mysterio Damien Priest and Finn Balor Damien Priest and Dominic Mysterio they have some back and forth in Spanish but because they're in Ontario California a lot of people in the arena understood what they were saying and of course Dominic Mysterio was getting all the boos in the arena and he was getting booed out of the building like always and the Judgment Day were getting ready to jump on Cody Rhodes they surround the ring but then Jay Uso Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn come out to help and now it's a four on three situation the baby faces have the heels outnumbered the Judgment Day they retreat and on their way back to the ramp JD Madonna comes out with a couple chairs hands one to Finn Balor Finn Balor and JD Madonna they hit the ring Dominic follows and Damian Priest is just standing there like what the fuck like I'm not gonna go and get in a fight just because JD Madonna is here but Damian Priest ends up being the last one getting in the ring but by the time Damian Priest gets in the ring the baby faces have already cleared out the ring and Damian Priest is outnumbered in the ring and he's just standing there in the middle of all the baby faces and he just says fuck it and he just starts throwing blows 
blows on anyone and everyone that gets in his way. So we get a, a brawl to start off this Monday Night Raw. It's a four-on-four mugging. I was like, God damn, I know they're in South California, but man, I felt like I was watching an episode of Gangland. And for some reason, this brawl was giving me flashback from the NWO attack on WCW Monday Nitro, where Kevin Nash and Scott Hall were beating the shit out of Rey Mysterio in the parking lot. The cops were actually called during that. And this kind of reminded me of that moment too. I don't know why, but it was really fun. We got the Judgment Day and we got Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Cody, and Jay Uso. This was a really exciting opening segment. Even though this is how usually Monday Night Raw starts every single time with the baby face, they come out, it gets interrupted with the Judgment Day, and then the match is set for the main event. But for some reason, this felt a little different than all the other Monday Night Raws. I'm telling you, I think it has a lot to do with the TKO effect. And then we had Bronson Reed versus Otis. Wade Barrett says, we're about to watch some big men slap their meat or something like that. Has this always been a thing, this saying? It seems like I've been hearing it a lot lately. I heard it with uh, Miro versus Willie Hobbs, and I'm hearing it all the time now. Big men slapping meat or slap me, and it sounds pretty disturbing. Bronson Reed defeated Chad Gable last week, so Otis has the opportunity to get some revenge for his fellow Alpha Academy member. And there's a lot of similarities between Bronson Reed and Otis. The similarities were almost hilarious. It was like watching two twins go at it in the ring. Bronson Reed ended up getting the upper hand and beats Otis with his big splash from the top rope. And now Bronson Reed has defeated both Chad Gable and Otis in the span of two weeks. Becky Lynch was in the backstage with Tegan Knox, and Becky wants to face Tegan Knox next after Becky Lynch defends her NXT championship this weekend versus Tiffany Stratton in a no DQ match at no mercy. So thank you Becky Lynch for pretty much telling us that you're going to win that match and spoiling the pay-per-view. Adam Pierce, he was on the phone and says we have not chosen who's going to go to Smackdown yet and then Tegan Knox goes in Adam Pierce's office and asks for a shot at Becky Lynch but Natty shows up as well and she wants the same thing. Tegan Knox gets hot for some reason because Natty said that she didn't have passion and I guess where Tegan Knox is from them's is fighting words that's disrespectful Tegan Knox and Natty end up having a scripted fake argument and Pierce sets up a number one contenders match for the NXT championship and we're seeing a lot of NXT on this Monday Night Raw in this main roster and it's one of the things that TKO has been doing or trying to do is getting more attention down there in NXT and NXT the past couple weeks have been increasing their ratings now that Becky Lynch is the NXT Women's Champion. We have Don Mysterio who's a North American Champion and he also has a match on this Monday Night Raw that we're going to be going over here soon. So even though I'm not a fan of Becky Lynch being the NXT Champion, it makes perfect sense that they're having TV time on USA on Monday Night Raw. They being the NXT stars like Becky, like Tegan Knox, like Dragon Lee, like Dominic Mysterio. Because why not? Especially if you're going to get your third brand over and we get to see some fresh new faces on Monday Night Raw. I ain't even mad at that. Tommaso Ciampa versus Ludwig Kaiser. Tommaso Ciampa hits Ludwig Kaiser with the Thess Press and that was pretty fucking cool. I haven't seen anyone do that in quite some time. And this is going to be a great match. Another match with Tommaso Ciampa versus someone from the Imperium. And right when it's about to start getting good, they cut to commercial break. And I'm 
I'm like, fuck. Tommaso Ciampa ends up getting the win. There's some miscommunication with Vinci and Ludwig, and this was something similar that happened last week, and it seems like the Imperium are having a bit of uh, friction there in their faction. So Tommaso Ciampa is causing some issues within the Imperium and has now beaten both of Gunther's faction members in the past two weeks as well, just like the Alpha Academy. Kind of the same storyline that's going on here with Tommaso Ciampa and the Imperium, like Bronson Reed and the Alpha Academy. But I'm really enjoying these matches that Tommaso Ciampa is having with the Imperium. Up next, we have a video package with Dragon Lee. Dragon Lee made his Raw debut on this episode of Monday Night Raw. And because it is a debut match and because it is Dragon Lee, we're probably going to see some crazy shit. Natalia versus Tegan Knox. And speaking of NXT, Becky joins commentary for this number one contenders match. And Becky is pulling for Tegan Knox to win because she feels since Natty is a veteran, Becky Lynch wants to give the younger talent a chance. And I've never seen Tegan Knox before. Tegan Knox ended up winning with her finisher that Michael Cole called the world's shiniest wizard. It was basically a running knee. And Tegan Knox is just another copy and paste of Bailey, like early old school Bailey when Bailey first started with the super colorful outfits and just like the shiny bright attitude and always smiling and always positive and it's not for me it's not for me I'm sorry but Tegan Knox is going to be facing Becky Lynch here pretty soon after No Mercy for the NXT Championship because the way WWE booked this they pretty much told us that Becky Lynch is indeed going to beat Tiffany Stratton this weekend Judgment Day is in the back with JD Madonna Damian Priest storms in there and ribs JD Madonna a new one I mean Damian Priest was pissed off and just giving JD Madonna the hardest time saying you Will never be in the judgment day and even gave him a little mini headbutt and just scared the total shit out of JD. JD looked terrified and man I was terrified for JD too because Damien Priest was all up in his face yelling at him and just straight up punked poor little JD. And speaking of terrified Seth Rollins comes out the world champ with more of his horrific outfits. They do Seth Rollins entrance and people are singing the song you know the song his Seth they cut to commercial break and like five minutes later they come back and the people are still singing and seth rollins entire promo consisted of people singing and i'm like oh my god kill me now please seth gives shinsuke nakamura an ultimatum it's now or never shinsuke you either accept my challenge or you will never get another shot at this title again shinsuke nakamura responds with a video package and shinsuke nakamura challenges seth rollins to a last man standing match and I was really happy to hear that we knew we were going to get some type of gimmick match with some type of crazy stipulation and we get a last man standing match which it's not just your typical every other no DQ match there's specific rules to this last man standing match and I think it should be really good so Seth Rollins accept and Seth cuts a long promo and he said it Seth Rollins said that he's the best in the world which drove the people crazy especially 
especially on the internet because people are starting to believe that Seth Rollins is teasing CM Punk with those words that came out of his mouth and this is the same way that Seth Rollins teased Cody Rhodes he was saying some things here and there that not a lot of people caught on to and a lot of people think that he's doing the same thing here with CM Punk and I'm the more I think about it the more I get hyped about it because CM Punk would make the perfect world champion on Monday Night Raw if it's not Seth Rollins can you imagine CM Punk holding that title and cutting as much promos that Seth Rollins has been cutting and the TV time that Seth Rollins has been getting and the attention Seth Rollins has been has been getting if you put CM Punk in that role I think it would make some great fucking TV and I really hope it is a tease I really hope that they are going to lead to that and hopefully we'll be seeing CM Punk versus Seth Rollins feud down the line that will be some shit Ricochet he has an interview in crutches and he doesn't know when he'll be back in the ring but when he does he's got a beef to settle with Shinsuke Nakamura up next we had the debut on Monday Night Raw of Dragon Lee versus Dominic Mysterio and I am 1000% pulling for Dragon Lee here because they said it they said it and by they I mean Samantha Irwin said Dragon Lee's hometown which a lot of you may not know but Dragon Lee is from the same little town in Mexico that my parents are from so when I got to hear the name of the town being said on national TV on Monday Night Raw I got a little excited I'm not gonna lie I even posted a video online I tagged on my family I shared the video with my cousins my aunts my uncles and everyone and it was just a really proud moment moment for for us that Dragon Lee is representing his hometown which is my family's hometown on national TV it was really something it, it really was it was a, it was a great moment and Dragon Lee even shared my story on his Instagram which I also thought was really cool of him so all the support all the love all the positive vibes for Dragon Lee here from Snug Wrestling and I'm just going to play the I'm just going to play the clip for you real quick because I'm I'm so pumped for it the challenger from Tela Jalisco, Mexico, weighing in at 165 pounds, And oh man, that literally sent chills down my spine when I heard that. So that got me really excited for this match. And you already know, I have nothing but good things to say about this, especially after that. My mood just completely changed. And I wasn't the only one. I also saw a lot of great reviews and a lot of people saying great things about this match because as I expected, Dragon Lee, since this was his debut match, he was going to give it all. And he was going to try his best to get himself over and have the best match possible here with Dominic Mysterio and he did it got this is awesome chance you have Dragon Lee who is a super baby face on NXT going up against Dominic Mysterio who's the biggest heel the most hated heel and this is a great way to get Dragon Lee over because Dominic Mysterio has so much heat that anyone that you put in the ring with Dominic Mysterio is gonna get cheered for but you put someone like Dragon Lee who's a great athlete who's a great wrestler 
wrestler, people are going to really get behind Dragon Lee, and they did, thankfully. Even though this was a really great match, Dominic Mysterio ended up getting the win with his frog splash, and it is the best frog splash in the game. RVD takes some notes. Montez Ford takes some notes as well. And Dominic Mysterio defeated Dragon Lee in a very, very competitive match, single-handedly without Mami, without no help. So the past couple weeks, Dominic Mysterio has been by himself. He hasn't been out there with the backup of Mami, but no one's talking about that. Everyone loves to talk about how Dominic Mysterio can't do shit without Rhea Ripley, but Dominic Mysterio held his own here, and I think little by little, Dominic Mysterio is going to establish himself more and more as a total threat, as someone that doesn't even need to cheat anymore to win. And then we had an in-ring interview with Nia Jax and Michael Cole. Michael Cole asked, why have you been targeting everyone? And Nia Jax's answer is pretty simple, and it's because my name is Nia Jax, and I'm the baddest human, and then Zoe Starks comes out and interrupts Nia Jax, gets in Nia Jax's face, and dares Nia Jax to hop since she's feeling froggy. Not in those exact words, but basically, they have a pull apart, and then Adam Pierce makes the match official during commercial break. Nia Jax versus Zoe Starks. Michael Cole asks Wade Barrett, how do you stop Nia Jax? And Wade Barrett says, I don't know. How am I supposed to know? I, Rhea Ripley couldn't do it. No one can stop Nia Jax. I'm not going to do it. And I just thought that was the funniest answer ever. Nia Jax ends up winning with her move, the Annihilator. So thank you for coming, Zoe Starks. Jay Uso had an interview and Byron Saxon asked Jay Uso, why not join the Judgment Day? And Jay Uso gave the most babyface answer ever. And he said, because Cody Rhodes took a chance on me and I'm not going to do Cody Rhodes dirty like that. And when it comes to Kevin Owens and Sammy, Sammy Zayn, it's still his dog. You my dog. And Kevin Owens got beef, but that's okay. And we get to see Jay Uso later on in the main event as well that we'll get into in a little bit because The Miz, he had his talk show, Miz TV, bleh, bleh, bleh. And his special guest is Drew McIntyre. Miz is trying to instigate the beef here with McIntyre and Jay Uso. And then the New Day interrupts Drew McIntyre. And this segment went from bad to caca because Woods and Kofi Kingston are making dick jokes at Drew McIntyre. Yes, they were saying that Drew McIntyre's sword is limp and they used to call Drew McIntyre the big D. That's a weird name for a guy to give another guy, but okay. And then the match is set. Drew McIntyre versus Kofi Kingston. Drew's heel turn is off to a pretty rough start. I mean, the last couple weeks he's faced Xavier Woods, kind of lame, and then Jay Uso that one was it was okay because it was in the main event and it's versus a big star like Jay Uso and now he's facing Drew McIntyre is facing Kofi Kingston what are we doing Drew McIntyre this is the guy that beat Brock Lesnar for the championship at Wrestlemania you want to turn him heel but you're gonna make him feud with the New Day I don't know but during this match the Viking Raiders attack Xavier Woods outside of the ring and Drew McIntyre beats Kofi Kingston Drew McIntyre McIntyre walks away from the ring and lets Ivar attack Kofi and Ivar does his super cool heavyweight moonsault from the top rope on Kofi Kingston. Gunther and the Imperium, they were backstage and Gunther was laying down the law on his faction members. Now the Imperium are having issues. First it was a judgment day, they were having issues, but they won the tag team titles and now they're good. Hopefully the Imperium, they get their shit together because I will be really, really sad if they break up. I 
will be a really sad boy. And then the main event for the tag team champions, The Judgment Day, Damien Priest and Finn Balor are facing Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. And people still love Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. They're still really over with the crowd and they're still pulling for Kevin Owens to Sami Zayn to win the championship belts. But for me, not so much. I'm kind of over the this tag team with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I was over it even before they won the tag team champions. We've just seen Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn tag together way too many times over the years. They break up multiple times. They get back together multiple times. And this is just an ongoing thing for years and years and years. So I'm over it. They need to do something fast with Kevin Owens. They've already planted the seeds a little bit that Kevin Owens might turn heel. And that needs to happen soon because I don't think this is doing anyone any favors and Kevin Owens versus Jay Uso feud I think would be much more entertaining but we'll see what happens there Dominic Mysterio comes out and then JD Madonna comes out and then Cody JD Madonna ended up helping the Judgment Day retain their tag team championship and win the match I think it is time to let JD Madonna in the Judgment Day he's proving himself time and time again over and over again and he's always coming out to save the Judgment Day and help them win matches just let the guy in already and after the match we get another gang fight the brawl continues between all of these eight men somebody call the police because we got these thugs the judgment day that are beating up on people and the show ended in chaos so not a bad monday night raw i really enjoyed most of this show but let me know what you guys think hit me up at snug wrestling i'm gonna be doing another episode either wednesday or thursday for AEW dynamite but nothing on friday i don't think i'm gonna be doing friday night smackdown because i'm actually gonna be at the show and i'm not gonna be sitting there taking notes and writing down all the details of the show and breaking it down because i'm gonna be there with my wife and we're gonna be having a great time and i'm probably gonna be really drunk and i'm gonna post some pictures of the event and so stay tuned for that it should be really good i'm hoping for a good friday night smackdown uh saturday saturday we're gonna be at the lodi comic-con we're gonna be hanging out there with kurt angles so if you guys are going to be there be sure to say hello but that's all i have for you guys today thank you guys again for listening and remember at snug wrestling we will talk soon